Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Today's show is a little different though, all because of this man. After a World Cup group stage run which saw the Black Stars and Ajax midfielder steal headlines, Mohamed Kudus is back at it again. This is good from Luka. Kudus, 1-1. Dan heeft dat inbrengen van die lange Luka toch zin gehad. Want over the ground lukt het Ajax, maar niet of nauwelijks. One goal in his last three appearances for Ajax, who only last night let go of boss Alfred Skruder after a run of four performances. Kudus himself could have been on his way out of the iconic club with English sides, Manchester United and Liverpool reportedly monitoring the situation. But it seems in the meantime, the 24-year-old stays put. We have a pre-World Cup exclusive sit-down with the star. No, personally, this work we do, there's a lot of opinions and what everyone thinks. But me, the pressure I feel mostly is from myself, you know, 
the, the, the pressure of wanting to do the best for myself and where I see myself getting to, that's, that's the most pressure I feel before a game and all of that's the most pressure I feel is the, the, the wanting to do the best and get to where I really want, that's the most pressure I feel, not all the stuff from the outside, it doesn't really uh, touch me. You know. We'll soon bring to you the full conversation with Gary Al Smith, but first, the Joy FM BBC 2A series with John Bennett. Hello John, it's great to have you back on the locker room, so let's dig right in. We would like to delve into the Premier League considering all that's at stake, but we'll pause with that a bit and put the FA Cup third round into focus, because the FA Cup does tend to serve a lot of drama. So this weekend, where are the potential upsets going to come from? Any Premier League teams in danger of losing to a lower league team, John? Well, it's going to be a nervy time in particular for three Premier League sides, I think. Leicester City, Leeds United and Tottenham because they are all away from home against lower league opposition. I always think if you're away from home, it increases the chances of you suffering an upset. Doesn't always work that way. Aston Villa in the last round, they were at home. They played at Villa Park when they were beaten by Stevenage in the shock of the third round. As for this fourth round, Leicester, well, they've only won once since the World Cup. That was in the FA Cup. They're in relegation danger in the Premier League and they face Walsall who aren't in great form. They're 11th in League 2, which is the fourth tier of the English game. But we've seen it before, haven't we? These lower league teams raising their level for the FA Cup. Leeds go to Accrington Stanley, who are in the bottom half of League 1. And Tottenham meet the championship side Preston at Prenton Park. Preston never played in the Premier League. They've got close a few times, but they have had an illustrious history in English football. They won the FA Cup twice way back in 1889 and 1938. Elsewhere, one of the teams that created a shock in the last round, a Blackpool, they knocked out Nottingham Forest. They face another Premier League side, Southampton, and Blackpool have actually changed their manager since that win over Forest. A big name now in charge, former Republic of Ireland boss Mick McCarthy. I wonder if they could cause another upset against Southampton, who are still struggling in the Premier League, despite a few recent decent results. Manchester United, they're up against one of their former players, the now Reading manager Paul Ince. He would love to get one over his old club. And the FA Cup holders Liverpool meet Brighton. Uh, I'm not sure that would be an upset if Brighton win that one because, of, of course, Brighton beat Liverpool 3-0 earlier this month. And it, a game not involving a Premier League team is one to watch as well. The fifth-tier side, Wrexham. You may well know all about this story, but Wrexham are co-owned by the Hollywood movie star Ryan Reynolds. There's even a, a programme, uh, a documentary which has been made uh, following their progress over, over the last couple of years. They face Sheffield United, who are pushing for promotion to the Premier League. So if Wrexham were to win that game, that would be a huge shock. But uh, yeah, look out for those fixtures for potential FA Cup fourth round upsets. On to the big one now then, John, the Premier League. Tottenham are back to winning ways, but there has been some debate as to whether manager Antonio Conte really wants to remain at the club. Can you feed us with the latest on that? And Everton is also up in the news. <laughs> it seems the club is apparently up for sale. Well, that last point is up for debate. Are they up for sale or are they not up for sale? The, the UK newspaper, The Guardian, they reported earlier this week that the owner, Farhad Mashiri, who's been heavily criticised by the club's fans, 
has made Everton available for £500 million and would also consider selling a minority or a majority stake. But that's been contradicted by an interview with the Everton Fan Advisory Board that he recorded before that defeat against West Ham United last weekend, which led to the dismissal of their last manager, Frank Lampard. In that interview, Mashiri said he was only seeking to bring in extra finance in order to help fund the new stadium on Liverpool's waterfront. In that interview, he also said he feels the pain of the fans. He'll do whatever it takes to win back their support. It's been a tough week off the pitch as they look for a new manager because they, they were hoping to sign Arno Janjuma from Villarreal on loan. He was very close to joining Everton. In the end, he went to Tottenham. As for the manager search, well, it's pretty clear that the owner Farhad Mashiri wants to bring in Marcelo Bielsa. But Bielsa is not the type of manager who comes in mid-season. It's, I think it would take a lot of convincing for him. And if, if they did get Bielsa, I'm not sure how it would work. I, I'm a massive fan of Marcelo Bielsa, the football he plays and the, the, the way he coaches teams. But he's someone who works his players so, so hard. And I think he, you need a pre-season with him as a group of players because it needs to be a certain level of fitness to play Bielsa ball. Also being mentioned, Sean Dyche, who's been out of work since last April when he was sat by Burnley proven Premier League performer Ralph Harsenhutl who was sacked this season by Southampton he was mentioned actually as a possible Everton manager when Frank Lampard took over from Rafael Benitez uh, but yeah it's pretty clear the owner wants Marcelo Bielsa whether he can make that happen is, is another question we appreciate your time John we head over to Australia for the Aussie Open now because we have our two sets of finalists Stefano Sitipas and Novak Djokovic in the men's final and Alina Rybakina versus Arina Sabalenka in the women's. Sweet matchups. Who do we start analysis with, Kumsin? Well, just as they say, ladies first. So let's start with <laughs> the women's final. It's the one that comes off first tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Uh, Arina Sabalenka and Alina Rybakina. Uh, I think said it is the matchup of what is to come for women's tennis. Uh, Rebakina is already a Grand Slam winner, winning Wimbledon last year. The Venus Rosewater dish against Ons Java. And uh, Arena Sabalenka is one player who is playing the best tennis of her career at this year's Australian Open. This fortnight, we've seen the best from her. So we are going to see two fantastic ladies battle it out for the Daphne Arquette Memorial Cup. For Rebakina, she's already beaten a Belarusian in. Victoria Zarenka, who won the titles in 2012 and 2013, and she comes up against another Belarusian, Arena Sabalenka. And just as I said, she's playing so, so, so well. And it will take a lot of Bakina to really wrestle the title from Sabalenka. But she goes in to this final without experience of having been in a Grand Slam final before, just last year's one vote. So it's going to be a great battle. It's going to be tough. But when push, push comes to show, and I am to choose between the two ladies, I'm sure my 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 surest bet will go to the informed player that is Arena Sabalenka. Raymond Coombson. Raymond Coombson is a tennis analyst closely associated with Joy Sports. And since he called it, let's begin. Greece's Titipas continued to feel at home in Australia, once again stream-rolling Russian Karen Kashanov to enter the final. It's been quite some tournament for Titipas, no? 
Yeah, sure, sure. I think uh, this is the best I've seen him play, uh, possibly the last two years. The last time he played this terrific, he played this great, was at a French Open in 2021, where he was in the final and lost to uh, Novak Djokovic. And we've seen players play terrific tennis at the Australian Open and then end up winning against Novak Djokovic. We saw with Rafa Nadal in 2019. We saw with Dominic Thiem in 2020. We saw with Daniel Medvedev in 2021. And the one thing that is clear is that all those players were playing terrific tennis, but when they met Djokovic in the final, they lost in straight sets. It was just straightforward fashion for Novak Djokovic. So I'm looking at how Tsitsipas comes into the match against Djokovic, the championship match against Djokovic in different fashion because it has straightforward coverage in the last final that he played where the players were been so great. So will it be a 10th Aussie Grand Slam title or a debut win in Australia? How are you calling it Coombson? Coverage is playing terrific tennis uh, this year's Australian Open and I think I've told you uh, in a couple of uh, conversations that I took the coverage to win the ultimate season to his 10th Australian Open final and looking at how things are, things are looking so great for him. And I'm sure in Sunday's final against the Clippers, it's going to be tough, but this is a player who he has beaten before in a Grand Slam final. He beat Clippers from two sets down in the French Open final, or the Roland Garros final in 2021. So it will be familiar territory for him. And at the Raleva Arena, where he gets to lose a fashion match, I doubt that Chichipas will have uh, something in uh, something that clicks to actually bother Novak Djokovic. Possibly it might not be a straight set victory, but I'm sure he, he can try and then steal a set or two from Novak Djokovic. But I, I, I feel Novak Djokovic has all that it takes to win the ultimate. The motivation is there. He is trying to tie Rafa Nadal on 22 grass lamps each, which will be motivation enough for him. And he also stands. He also stands to be the first man to win ten or more titles at the Australian Open. Already he has the record of those titles at the Australian Open. He still is too shy of Margaret Court's record of eleven titles at the Australian Open. So if Novak is able to win on Sunday, that is just one behind Margaret Court. All Margaret Court's all-time record and four behind Rafa Nadal's record of fourteen at a particular Grand Slam. So I think a lot is at stake for Roy Djokovic and I don't see the fan of Deepak together with coach Patrick Murato coming up with a lot to really bother Roy Djokovic. But it is sports and just as it is peculiar with sports, uh, at times shocks happen, the uncertainty is happening. Deepak ends up also being fair enough. But Thanks so much for your time, Coomson. On to the exclusive with Ajax star Mohamed Kudus now. And I leave you in the company of Joy Sports' Gary Al Smith who sat down with the midfielder right before the World Cup. You will enjoy this one, but right before you do, just know this is how we wrap up on the locker room tonight. I am Mishael Kwetekweno. See you next week.
Welcome again to another edition of Star Connect, the show that promises to connect you with your favorite football stars ahead of the FIFA World Cup in Qatar. Today, we are in Amsterdam to connect you with Kudus Mohamed, a shining star for both Ajax and the Black Stars of Ghana. How close was he from leaving Ajax to Everton? And what are his dreams? Plus, we know Kudus is a very confident young man. Is he going to give us some soundbite for the ages? I'm pretty sure he will. Stay with us on Star Connect. Let's go. is a pretty historic club and for Kudus to be here. Ah, there he is, the man himself. Hi, bro. Good day to you. Good day, bro. You cool? Yeah, I'm good. You? Yeah, I'm doing well. I've been looking forward to this for a while. Me too, man. Finally. Finally, yeah. Um, Kudus and I have a few social media here and there, but first time we are actually having a chat like this. Um, you're going to show us around? Yeah, yeah. Then we go upstairs. Go upstairs. Let me just get some water and then... Mm. He show us his club, the historic club that is Ajax. Yeah. And actually, interestingly, we are here just before they have a big game in the Champions League. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what did he hit me back? Yes, sir. Are you used to this, this sort of thing? People coming all the way for interviews and stuff like that? No, not really, especially not from all the way from Ghana. From Ghana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a long journey, so. It is a long journey, it yeah. is a long journey, but um, for us, you've come a long way. A long way from Strong Tower, but before you played in Strong Tower, you know, um, did you join any team? No, I was playing this team in Nima, but I wasn't really like serious. Everything started serious in, in Strong Tower. Yeah, how old were you then? Yeah, nine, ten, I think. Yeah, yeah around that age. And, and you played a couple of years. Yeah. yeah, and then I went to the academy. Okay. And then a couple of years, Denmark, Denmark, two years, and then here. And then here. Yeah. You are 22 now. Yes. <laughs> 22 and uh, known all around the world. How does it feel? Eh. Oh, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you score against Liverpool in the Champions League, everybody knows you. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think I'm just... This is my God-given talent, so I'm just living my life through it, you know. So, all the... Publicity and all of that comes with it, but yes, it's part of the work. Yeah, so let's let, let's dial back a bit. I mean, I'm interested in, especially your your beginnings through your own your own words. Yeah, what was home like? Um, I think my mom was taking care of her and my siblings and my my uncles were supporting as well. I had my 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 basic needs and stuff to go to school and stuff like that. So. 
it wasn't all lavish, but I had my, my basic needs and we were pretty comfortable, you know, from, yeah. from Lima. Yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of footballers, always the beginning, like, Charlie was tough. It was, you don't think it was like that. I mean, obviously, you were not rich. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you were not poor. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I won't say I go a day without having my three meals or school fees not being paid all of. Nah, I was going to school and then, yeah. What I get from that is that from an early age, your life was very structured. Yeah, thanks to my, to my family, you know, yeah. So you knew there was always something to do. Yeah. And there wasn't time to go and do a lot of... You know, boys, we figured it out. But, <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty, pretty structured in that sense, you know, yeah. So what were some of the stories um, of some of the other things you did with the boys? Yeah. Is that boys you found? Yeah, did go, you go and play video games? You, you know, you know those stuff, you know. Yeah, go video games, Kase, this. Kase, Kase, Kase. Yeah, Where yeah, are we yeah. playing Kase song? All of that stuff. We did it with Nima, you know. And Nima is a Zongo city, so, you know, I had friends growing up there, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, who are some of your mates who, have, uh, who are currently, you know, that we know from your strong tower days, your beginnings? Um, Majid, of course. Ajimaru? Yeah. Oh. But that time he was. He was my senior in Strong Tower, but... I'm but told he was in under 12, while you were in under 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Nuruddin Manaf, he's in Kasipen, you know him from the national team, also him. And yeah, and some of them play in Ghana as well, yeah. Great, great, great. Also, <laughs> Strong Tower has, has contributed its quota to, yeah. So, uh, what's his name? The, the, the guy there, Rasta. Rasta, yeah. yeah. Ayoba. <laughs> Ayoba, Ayoba, Ayoba. I've heard it from others. I want to hear it from you. Did you start as a six, eight, ten at Strong Tower? What 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 position did you start in? I don't even know actually. I think um I know it's an attacking role, but it was more like <laughs> a free role kind of thing, you know. So yeah, but I think it was from, from the midfield. I think ten, yeah, I would yeah, say that. Sort of like that. Yeah. yeah. So you moved from there and then uh, we've talked about the influence that had on your on your career, how would you describe your time at Strong Tower? Were they some of the best years of your life? Yeah, uh, I, till today I still miss those times because I think it's times where I was just playing for passion. You know, it's not it's not a work like it's now with the pressure and and expectation that comes with it. You know, yeah. you, you were really enjoying the game. Till today I still enjoy the game, but it's different when it's your work and I mean, yeah. the stuff at stake and stuff like that. That's that's what I miss the most. I think. Okay. How were you seen from there to Europe? Like, did you get a call from Nordjylland that, hey, we like you from um, <laughs> okay. RTD? Um, yeah. the, the owner bought the club in, in, in Denmark, so sure. there was a partnership already. Okay. So um, the, 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 we go to Nordjylland for a couple of months for games, yeah. tournaments, and stuff like that. So the, the staff from there and the scouts also monitor, you know. Because they know us from the academy, obviously. Okay, because there was a link, it was yeah, so not too difficult. If they are interested in you, then yeah. You just move. Exactly. Now, you got to Europe. Um, but before you went to Nordjylland, you had been to Europe several times to yeah. play tournament you know, tournaments and, and stuff. Um, how do you think, and I'm asking this, should I say on behalf of all the young kids yeah. out there, how does being introduced to Europe a little at a time help you when you finally land that deal? <laughs> I think definitely has an influence with weather, culture, everything is different. I mean, yeah. 
first time I traveled was like 2014, I think. It was <laughs> sorry, my legs were all frozen. You know, you can't even take a touch. Like it's like different football, you know. So I think from that process all till I was 18, it it really made a big difference because. If I started from when I was 18 straight to Europe, all that process, it's now that I was going to go through and then it might slow down your, your, your process. So I think it's, it's really good that... Um, the, those those things. But yeah. you know, there are, there are hundreds and thousands of good footballers out there. We see them in the Ghana Premier League Division 1, and they are so good. But Charlie, even when they go for trials, and you know, they have just two weeks to prove themselves. That, that's... that's that's the most challenging part. It's really hard, to be honest. Regardless of your ability or your quality, when you, when you land there for the first time, I think whoever you are, it will, it will definitely take um, some time to, to adjust to everything, you know. So I think that's the big challenge. I know the opportunity is, is, is less to, to, to even get the opportunity to be traveling, to have that experience before you even land that trial. So I think just... Yeah, even if you get the first opportunity and then the trial doesn't go through, I think you, sh you should still be proud of yourself, you know, because, like, like I said, it's never easy and, yeah. and it's, it's almost impossible for the first time to just perform straight away from the way you are performing from Ghana because it's a totally different football when it comes to Europe, you know. More and more, there's no point in our history as Ghanaian football that we've had so many young players have the opportunity to go straight to Europe than in now. I mean, at first yeah. you had to play Division One, Division Two. You know, in your opinion, how has this, or has this changed the football dynamic at all? Because I mean, the likes of you never played Kotoko, Hart, Kim Faisal, and a lot of your teammates yeah. too, like that. You go straight. I think it's general in, in football these days. You know, there's a lot of young talents coming in football so yeah you can see a 19 or 18 year old sign to Real Madrid and all the big clubs so I think that's that's what has um, transmitted to the to the African star when you have the quality the clubs just come straight straight away from you regardless of your 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 background history about what club you play as when they see quality then yeah they just because football moves so fast now yeah. so I think it's really good to because the earlier the guys start in Europe the easier it makes the adaptation, yeah, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. imagine if you come, maybe when you were 24, you are not going to go to all that. But when you start at 18, then you have that time to, sure. and it helps your development and all of I that. I mean, like stuff. your national teammate, Felix Afanajan, I mean, only 18 months ago, he was in SS. Yeah. <laughs> and he's played for Roma crazy, and, crazy. and all that. Norgeland. Yes. In your own words. What was the football education like, and how did it impact on who Kudus is now? Um, I think the good thing there is, because it's straight from the academy. Yeah. So they know your development from, from when you were young to that point. So even if you come, if you start at 18 straight away professionally and it's not really going well, I think there's, there's that belief and time in them because they already know your quality and they know that. But in other cases where they don't know you from anywhere and they just sign you, it's like they just expect um, performance straight away from you. But I think from them knowing you when you was young, I think they, they, they know your quality and then there's that time for, because when I, I didn't go there straight away and then everything just yeah. went, I had to go through the process a bit and to learn certain stuff before the, the, the next seasons I, I, I did my stuff, you know. So I think that's, that's the main impact it has on me. Well. So, from Norgeland 
he would be seen and attracted by no less a club than Ajax Amsterdam. But there were people also up for his signature. And uh, we'll ask him about that, how he landed in Ajax, the experience, the hype, how Ghanaians carried the World Cup, you know. Um, here on Star Connect, which is powered by Platinum Live Multimedia and also NLC Ghana, also Positive Communication and 9K Media Hub. I'm Gary Al Smith, hanging out with Kudus Mohammed. We'll be back after this break. Of course, you are not going to go anywhere. Stay with us. Star Connect is powered by Positive Communications, Platinum Live, Nike Media Hub. Media partners are Joy Prime, Joy News, and Joy FM. Trivia. The most common surname of World Cup players in history is Gonzalez. The most common score in a World Cup finals match is 1 0. Welcome back to Star Connect, the show that promises to link you with your favorite football stars ahead of the World Cup. And we in Amsterdam with Kudus Mohammed, original star boy, um, and Kudus Dream and all that. I'm going to ask him about those, those, those names, how you got those names and everything. But we're talking about Nordjylland and then being seen by Ajax. What was the process like? What was the story? There was this game and they said this Ajax scout was coming to watch. They told you? They didn't tell me. After the game, I saw it on the, on the news because he was caught in the stands, you know. And then... After that, I heard that, yeah, they were interested in me from the club, and yeah, that's how it started, you know. Were they the only ones? Because we heard there were some other. Yeah, I had some other options. I could have gone to the, the, the Premier League, Bundesliga, yeah, and then here. Why did you choose here? Um, for me, I wanted to take, I always wanted to take a step at a time, you know, not, not the big step from, from so... Looking at from Norgeland and from here at all, and looking at the the history of the club here and how they want to play and how their history of developing young talents, I thought it would be yeah awesome for me to 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 take this step before the next one, you know. So that's how it happened, you know. Was there somebody in Ajax that particularly spoke to you or attracted you to the club throughout the entire negotiations and everything? Um, obviously, when I came to visit, I spoke to Unana, the goalkeeper, and he, he's an African, and we share that in common, and he, he's been here for, for like six, seven years. So I spoke to him a little bit, and then he, he, he poured his experience for me, and it was positive for me, and then, yeah, but the decision was based on my, my, my gut feeling and what I felt inside my, my stomach, and I just went for it. Yeah. So, coming to Ajax, what, how did he explain the project to you? Because... I remember the time you were signed, there seemed a very deliberate attempt to, you know, get you into the team, acclimatize you, 
and to get you from a certain point to a certain point. How was it explained to you? I think obviously when when you come to a club new, the first the first goal is to to settle down as early as possible, and then of course yeah, fight your way into, into the into the first eleven. So that was that was basically the the, the goal because um, I know my qualities already. I don't see the level here as in a level that I can't compete in and play with. So it was just settling with my teammates and then. Yeah, getting used to everyone and the culture and everything, and then yeah, just show what I can do best. Your signing was big, you know, especially in Ghana. Were you shocked at the reception that that Ghanaians gave you? <laughs> like yeah. it was wild. Yeah, I was I was shocked, you know, because in in then when I was in playing in Denmark, I didn't really have that attention and reception and all of that at that time. So that switch brought a lot of attention and and then. Yeah, thanks to everyone who, who was supportive and, and all of because I, I saw a lot of people, you know, talking about them. Personally. I mean, give us some stories. You used to go on social media, like, the, it got to a point that I asked socials were like, they, yeah. it seemed like they knew that if they post about Kudus, they would get engagement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the way Ghanaians engage from, from my, my staff, I really appreciate it. And I thank them for the support and all of that. And yeah, I'll keep making them proud. Now, into the team, the football itself. Um... He came into a side that was had ambitions of doing well in Europe. It's currently in Europe. But fighting for your place was never easy. Yeah. In your own words, what has it taken to get to this point at Ajax? I think um, everywhere in, in, in the football world, um, only 11 players can play. But yeah, we all have to, to, to compete for a position in, in, in a healthy competition way, which is we push ourselves and, and do our best to, to help the team in the best possible way. So, of course, there's no way you go that uh, starting 11 sport will be easy for you to just walk in. I think you have to you have to show what you can do and you have to earn it and get the trust from the coach as well and give 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 your best for the club. So that's basically what I've been doing since since I've been here. You know, all the challenges, impediments, and stuff like that. But yeah, it it never stops me. You know that we always keep going. The marathon continues. You know. It's a marathon, not a sprint, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, and um, I mean, your 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 wish for playing time has been very well known. You know, your personality, that lion personality that you kept, you know, you, you've been referencing on your socials, and you have said here, shone through the period when you were not getting playing time. I mean, again, in your own words, how do you think you forced the issue that you deserve playing time? Um, I think it's mostly with the feet, you know, you know, the feet in, in our football world, the, the feet talks the most, you know, and that is by my performance and what I show to the coach. So. Shoe working. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Shoe working, yeah, exactly. That's what I've been doing, you know, trying to give my best and, and, and help the team in the best possible way. So that's, that's the doing, my feet doing most of the talking, you know, yeah. And there was a point where you were not getting playing time. Um, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know how it happened. Yeah. And it was getting to the end of the season, bro. You needed to play because it was World Cup here. Was it a reason why you you, you felt nah you, you had to be somewhere where you got playing time? Was did the World Cup play a role in you, you know, doing what you did? Um, I don't really think so, but in, in some sense it should. But uh, for me, I think um, play, to, to develop is 
is to get minutes. That's the only way you, you can develop. And, and this is my work, and I don't joke with my development and how, where I want to reach as a footballer. So if I'm in a stage where I feel I'm not developing at that very moment, then maybe why not you can have a try somewhere else and look at so mostly was focused on my my development because i felt yeah without minutes you can't you can't really develop to, to the point you want to get to so that was that was the i mean mo mo yeah. most most people you know you read a lot of their stories and it was like it's world cup here kudus wants to be considered for like the black stars and so he needs because that's what most players do that's why they they wanted to move but how how close were you to going to everton um, I think it, it was it was really close because, like I said, I thought it was a good project for me and why not? Let's let's have a try, you know, because it, it wasn't like my first season here. It's my third season here, yeah, so yeah, yeah. if still the, the 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 progress I'm looking for, I don't see it, then why not try something else? So that was the main focus on and why why and yeah. I, I'll give you a peep into the world of journalists at the time, you know, because we all wanted information and. Yeah. The news was coming from Everton, so my guys at Everton, my sources there said, oh, Kudus, he's even spoken to Frank Lampard. And then somebody said, Frank Lampard has not even spoken to you, another contact of mine. So I didn't know what to believe. Did you speak to him? And um, for me, I think, obviously, for me to understand what project did they have for me and, and, and what system and because like I said, my development is the most important thing for me. And that straight, is straight, straight, straight. That is by playing the games and minutes. So I definitely have to speak to the coach and hear what how he sees me as a player, how he thinks I fit in his role. And so definitely, yeah, yeah I had a chat with him and then definitely that that will be the the the, the green light for me to, to, to decide I want to yeah, because without a coach there's nothing, you know. Somebody said of the whole incident that when it was done, somebody said Ajax have treated Kudus, they have shown Kudus that um, he is the girl that they want to keep. So they don't want you to go. Because <laughs> like they did everything to ensure that you stayed. How does that make you feel now about the club, you know, that Ajax went to that extent to keep you? Um, I think it doesn't really change how I see the club, but I think it shows um, um, what's they believe I offer to the club, yeah. so it shows what kind of player I am and the quality I bring to the team, even though I wasn't playing and stuff like that. They still know what I'm capable of doing, because normally if a player is not playing and wants to leave, then the door should be open, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, most importantly, I thank God for it all, you know. I'm a strong believer in God, so whatever direction it went, um, we have our plans, but God is the master planner. So, even though I had my plan that I wanted to leave, and yeah, it didn't happen, so... I just reboot back to normal system to get here and then <laughs> reboot back to yeah, normal system. change my mind quick and then and then focus on on the team right here because it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And something I noticed, you know, Ajax had bled profusely from players, important players leaving in mm -hmm. subsequent seasons. Yeah. And there was the feeling that look, man, if Kudus and what's his name Alvarez left, you guys were going to be toast. And you know, that was probably that was the reason why they said a couple of players had gone. Anthony had gone and stuff. If you left, Charlie. Yeah, this season a lot of players have left, like yeah, more than ten players. So yeah. you can imagine, it would have been very hard for me to leave at that moment. Also, so for the club, for the club perspective, it makes sense. But yeah. So now you stayed, and now 
did you do you think you felt any pressure kudus um having the club go this length to keep you did you feel pressure to now prove to them that this asking you to stay was not a mistake did you feel pressure from then on no personally this work we do there's a lot of opinions and what everyone thinks but me the pressure i feel mostly is from myself you know the 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 pressure of wanting to do the best for myself and where i see myself getting to that's that's the most pressure i feel before a game and all of that's the most pressure i feel is the 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 they wanting to do the best and get to where i really want that's the most pressure i feel not all the stuff from the outside it doesn't really uh, touch me you know <laughs> and your position was one that the or oh, there are several other good players in the team that are proficient in the position that you like yes which as you have told us is in the middle of the park being creative and expressing yourself the result was that Kudus was shifted further forward before then once again I've heard from many other people had you played in that position up front in your career professionally before yeah I played force nine when I was in Northland for my second season I played a couple of games actually a lot of games when I when I was playing there so I had a, a bit of yeah I was so I had a bit of experience in the in the role and um, your, your coach here knew that I think to put me there he definitely knew that yeah and he trusted you and you delivered <laughs> yeah man how difficult is it in a team like I mean Nodjlan and I actually at different levels yeah. how difficult is it to play up front with the pressure at a team like Ajax um I think of course it's not my position but it's for the team so yeah. um I try to blend in my style and what the coach wants because I don't want to play up front of course I'm not a standing striker who's going to stand and I try to add my creativity and 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 try to yeah help the team the best possible way you know even though I'm I'm the striker of the team yeah and I was putting the balls in the net so that was it is what was, it is it is what it is really, yeah. <laughs> let's do some stats here because when you you are a player who likes to caress the ball and feel the ball when you are up front you have less touches yes does it go sometimes when we are watching we see that time this man is a bit frustrated but you are trying to control yourself because as a striker literally one chance one goal yeah. as a midfielder you know is it frustrating up there alone i won't say it's frustrating but i think it's different to my game but yeah. like i said to for my development is really good you know yeah. to to try myself in that position and because i learn other stuff as well that i won't learn if i was playing in the midfield so what have you learned um my goal scoring ability i had to be more clinical in front of the goal yeah and most runs timing of runs in the box and all of that i, I noticed that normally in the mid, midfield we we control the game so all of the stuff don't don't really count in but i think from playing the strike that's some of the stuff i learned from there so i think it's just improving my game in general you know kudos how has the champions league treated you you seem to love that competition <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's the stages we we 
Champions League, World Cup is one of the biggest stages in the world of football. So that's the level we are, we, we aspire to play. You know, it's, it's, it's a dream to play in that stage. But for me, I think it's not just playing for playing sake, but really showing what I can do and my ability. And thanks to God, yeah, the results are there. <laughs> Next stage after Ajax, before we move into Black Stars, you've said, I've been counting, you've, you've said six times while we are standing here, that to the next level, to the next level, to the next level, where I want to go, to the next level, where I want to go. Where is this place you want to go? Uh, for me, I think, <laughs> oh, higher than the sky, you know. I don't want anyone to see me here, man. I want to be all the... <laughs> no, but I mean, um, as high as possible I can be, you know, because I think... Um, you, you can always do more, you know, especially in football, you know, you can always score more, you can always more, win more titles, yeah, and more stuff. So I think that, that's, that's what, what I keep saying about um, the next step, the next step. I'm never satisfied with, with anything I'm doing right now, you know, I'm hungry for more, you know, because I know there's really more inside of me that I can really do. That's why I keep talking I mean, about Everybody can see that. <laughs> Where's the dream? Where's the dream? Yeah, Where's yeah. the dream? Where's the dream? What's oh, the dream club? The dream club. Yeah. Honestly, I don't really have a dream club. But What's, or should I say, what, what was your boyhood club? There is a photo of you wearing a Chelsea jersey when you were in Strong Tower, right? Yeah, but that one, yeah. And then I, that, that was a cheap jersey in town, so, when I'm told, <laughs> so it wasn't really my... But, I mean, yeah. it was just something you were wearing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But when I was young, I'm, I'm supporting Barcelona, I'm, and I still support Barcelona, Barcelona today. Okay. But, okay. Okay. you know... That's the where the Thiago thing comes from? Yeah, also, yeah. And, you know, with footballers, regardless of the team we support us, Destiny can take you anywhere, you know, but I think Premier League, the La Liga, Italy is one of the top three leagues in the world. So, sure. yeah, that's where we, 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 we aiming at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, we finish on the Thiago notes. What is the whole you and Thiago thing about? Where did it begin? Um, like I said, it was just someone I loved how he was playing when I, when I was a kid, you know. Like I said, his creativity. Even though he was a uh, six, eight, you could see how he was playing. So I just... I just loved him and kept following him. And when I was in Denmark, I knew a friend that had contact with him. And then he sent me a shirt when he was in Bayern, and it was lovely. And then, as you know, we went to Anfield and I played against him, and that was. Did you talk to him? No, I didn't. I mean, we lost. I was really angry, so I actually wanted to take his shirt, but I was filming that game because that was the last minute goal we lost, and my man was somewhere else. But right, so we are hanging out with Kudus Mohamed um, on Star Connect as we promised, to link you with your favorite football stars ahead of the World Cup. This show is powered by Positive Communication, NLC Ghana, also by Platinum Live Multimedia and Nike Media Hub. When we come back, there's more as it shows us around his beautiful home stadium. Star Connect is powered by Positive Communications, Platinum Live Nike Media Hub. Media partners are Joy Prime, Joy News, and Joy FM. Star Connect Trivia. The most common surname of World Cup players in history is Gonzalez. The most common score in a World Cup finals match is 1 0. Stadium. 
Star Connect, where we are hanging out with Kudus Mohammed, um, giving us all things his story, really. And at this point, we will talk about the Black Stars. He made his debut under Kwesi Apia and also worked under a couple of coaches, Siki Akonom, Levarayvat. And so he, he's seen quite a number of Black Stars coaches. And that's why I want to begin. Kwesi Apia called you and explained why he wanted to bring you into the team and all that. What's the story? Um, I think he was um, open to giving young new players opportunities. Yeah. So um, at that time in New Zealand, I was performing well and doing fine. So yeah, he gave me the opportunity and then I showed up. There was a lot of talk about you know what you brought differently to the team because remember at that time the Black Stars needed a ball carrier and somebody who could sort of soak the pressure and distribute and yeah. then. You also did that, plus you scored. How was it? For me to make my debut and then, and then score, it was the, the feeling was unbelievable, you know. And I was really, really grateful to God that it, it happened that way. And most importantly, we won also, so it was a wonderful game that day. I remember at the time, you know, you used to um, settling in the team. It was clear that, like, you had a fantastic relationship with everybody, but particularly with the captain on the team, Andre Ayu. Mm. I mean, you were posting him on Instagram and, and stuff like that. What has been your relationship like with, with him in particular? He has done a lot for the national team and he's, he's one of the guys uh, we the young ones coming up look up to. Mm. And most importantly, he's the captain and the leader of the team. So when new guys come in, he tried to, to, to let us settle in as much as possible. So, yeah. It's just love and respect from, from this side, you know, and I've admired what he has done in his career and all that world till today. So it's, it's a pleasure to play next to him, you know. You know, he and Asamwaja, like, they have almost all the records in the Black Stars right now. Yeah. Um, Jan, top World Cup scorer for African players. Andrea Ayu, the most number of appearances in the AFCON for a Ghanaian player. Um, he's also close to scoring more They have all the records. When you look at those two, particularly Andre, because he's there now. How does that motivate and inspire you to get far? A lot, a lot, you know. Um, would have loved to play with Jan also, but yeah. when I came, he was already out, but he's also one that I look up to. And Imagine you say you didn't give him passes. Yeah, Charlie. <laughs> the link up would have been crazy, but I mean, I admire his, his, his footballing time when he was in the Black Stars and all over Europe as well, you know. They've done a lot from, from, from Ghana and 
we growing up as kids, they, they, they inspired us a lot. And so playing next to Andre now is a pleasure, you know, and also mm -hmm. still learning stuff from him and all of that stuff. Who, who are your footballing idols from the Black Stars when you were growing up? Well, there are a lot, man. Especially the whole team from the 2010, I think almost everyone, you know, because they, they really took Ghana that far in that tournament, you know. So, yeah, I, re I really admire that squad and almost everyone, you know. Yeah. Great, great, great. Now, the team has gone through a transition from 2019. Obviously, 2020, there was COVID and all that. But 2019, AFCON, remember how it went, you know. And then um, recently, the team has not been in a terrific place because they're in transition. Do you think Ghanaians are justified in being not too hopeful about what you are going to do in Qatar? Um, I mean, if it's based on what has happened maybe in the Afghan, and then that, that makes sense. I mean, it's, it's, it's normal from, from fans' point of view because they, 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 they support with their heart, you know, and, <laughs> and all of that stuff. So if they judge it from that side, it's... But for me, from how I see it, I think the, the team is evolving and, yeah. and definitely we would want to um, do better than how the Afcon went. So I think the motivation is clear and yeah, we are just going to do our best for the nation. You know, in as much as the fans want us to do best, we, we, we want to do best for the nation more than even them. You know? So I think... The Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Motivation is very clear and, and we'll go there and do our best, you know. I wrote an article recently asking if Kudus Mohammed is the poster boy, the new poster boy for the Black Stars. And I ended the article with a question based on the statistics, based on your profile and all that. Now I'm with Kudus Mohammed. Is Kudus Mohammed the new poster boy for the Black Stars? <laughs> Honestly, um, I don't know, but like I said, it's just, yeah, doing my best to follow the Kudu's dream. And, and, and if it falls in that line, then, then, but yeah, you know, it's not my achievement to be a poster boy or, or server for the Black Stars, but it's, it's to show the way and lead the way for, for the upcoming kids growing up in, in where I grew up in Ghana as a whole. And then to believe that, yeah, they can even do better than what I'm doing, you know. So 
if it falls if that falls in the line of the being the poster board then why not yeah can you can you carry that burden <laughs> is it a burden whoa that's that's a good one if if to carry the team on your shoulders you don't think it's a burden the black stars oh I think um, everyone in the team plays a, a role in, in that sense, you know, so... You know what I mean, I mean... Yeah, I get you. Uh, like I said, from, from the beginning, the pressure I feel the most is, is, is the pressure for myself to do, to do the best, you know. Yeah, all the pressure from outside, I don't really... Yeah, the more pressure I feel is because I, I really know that um, there's really more stuff in me that I can show than I, I'm, I'm actually showing, you know. So that's the most pressure I feel, but... Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.